Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Over the years, my wife Dolly and I have offered hospitality to many people, whether it's welcoming weary travelers to stay with us for a night or a week, or inviting Dolly's parents to come to live with us when we were in Minnesota, or sharing food or hosting parties. We like to offer hospitality. I learned the virtue of hospitality through my Native American Pueblo customs, feeding hundreds of visitors at our yearly village feast day and bringing food to the homeless and to the homebound. My wife, Dolly, learned the virtue of hospitality through the practice of the liturgy. Some of you may know she has a master's degree and extensive background in liturgy. As I sat listening at her feet one evening, she told me about one of her mentors, Father Eugene Walsh, who spoke consistently about personal presence at Mass. As part of a Christian community, we need to be personally present to each other while we're celebrating the Mass. We sing together, we pray together, we do the various rituals of Mass together. Liturgy is not a solo activity. It is meant to strengthen our relationship with God and with one another. We also need to be personally present when we listen to the word of God. It's as if we are Mary in today's gospel sitting at the feet of Jesus. We're also personally present to the Lord and to one another when we take, bless, break, and share in Christ's body and blood. Liturgical hospitality does not just take place before and after Mass. It takes place in the very act of praying the liturgy. Our annual Cochiti Feast Day, in honor of St. Bonaventure and St. Kateri Tekawitha, just occurred last Thursday. Much preparation goes into the traditional and ceremonial dances that occur on that day. Songs are composed just for that day, and each song is a prayer. The dancers, the chorus of men, and the drummers are all praying the song and its words. And there's also another very important part of this day. If you are ever really, really hungry, come to one of our feast days. All homes are open to all family, friends, and all visitors. As you enter a home, you are immediately told to please sit and eat. And once you are finished, you are sent away with more food. What a way, an incredible sign of hospitality, of welcoming the stranger. Weeks in advance, the women of the village start to prepare the food with all sorts of stews, bread, desserts, and all kinds of foods manageable. There's a special prayer that the women say as they prepare the food. They pray, Creator, I come before you, your humble servant. Send your spirit to make me and my hands worthy of making the food to feed my brothers and sisters. And may they welcome the spirit that you send through me. What a sign of hospitality and Eucharist demonstrated in a Pueblo home. Just as in our Catholic liturgy, we are all giving thanks and asking our Creator 
God for blessings on all humanity and nature. Hospitality is gospel-based. Service is also gospel-based. Week after week, Father Eric reminds us that we need to act as disciples in Christ in all we say and do. The deacon at the end of the Mass also reminds us of that responsibility. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. So we are called to be Martha in the gospel also, serving and taking care of one another. What we are not called to do is to be, is to be worried and distracted about so many things that we don't give our personal presence both to our guests and the hospitality we are, we are uh, providing. Personal presence versus distraction and worry. Why do we humans find it so hard? Well, in today's world, we don't have to look far. We are distracted daily with constant cell phone calls, texting and gaming, and all the other distractions that these communication tools provide. When do we take time to be personally present to God and to one another? Did you know that cell phone use while driving leads to almost two million car crashes a year? Some of these crashes end in death. We are distracted, or we are distracting ourselves to death. But we are not just distracted in the car, we're also distracted in our homes. The 24-7 news cycle is distracting. Social media is distracting and I can speak from experience as a Facebook user. The news and its quest to show the most sensational stories drives up viewership and self-perpetuates a, self a distracted and more divided people. These are the behaviors of a distracted age and their implications for our life of faith are enormous. When we are constantly distracted by information and events outside ourselves, we are, prevented, we are prevented from fully developing a deep spiritual life, which is a key factor in faith development and spiritual maturity. When we become distracted by what is external to us, our spirits suffer from undernourishment and disconnection from God. We can't offer hospitality if we're distracted. If, like Martha, we are preoccupied with our worries, we remove ourselves from the present and live either in the past of regret or in the future of anxiety. The real ministry to which God calls us, the important work of loving as Jesus loved, can only be sustained by the by the renewing power of the Holy Spirit that we tap into when we worship and pray together and draw ourselves to the presence of God and our Christian community. Reflecting once again on the feast day dances.
Now, when the traditional dances are finished, the dancers, the chorus, and the villagers and all who witnessed the ceremony carry the statues of the saints back to the church in solemn procession. They have sung and danced the prayers. The participants in the dance then go to the kiba, which is the Pueblo church, where they listen to the spiritual elders who counsel them on how the prayers can now become a part of their life. And the blessings that, 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 that they have received can now be shared with the world. Then the participants in the dances, the dancers, the chorus, the drummers, then go to the river and send the evergreen branches that they just dance with down the river to send blessings to all God's creation. To the Pueblo people, evergreen branches represent everlasting life. Just as we do here at this liturgy, we gather as one, listening, listen to God's word proclaim and broken open, and share the hospitality of Christ in Eucharist. We finally are sent forth to share all the blessings we have received. Real hospitality means a two-way relationship in which host and guest are open to each other, become present to one another in various ways. Hosts do work out the details of preparation, and they work hard. But they always remember the visitor while they prepare. Excellent hosts manage somehow to get everything ready, but also truly listen and converse with the one who has come. That is how we are supposed to act every day. We are to find God in all things, in all people we know and or help, no matter how busy we might be. We are, we are to relate with them because God is within them, deep in their souls. Touch them, hear them, prepare meals for them without forgetting them. We will then be given hospitality to God, hospitality to God himself. So could we practice a gospel challenge for this coming week? Let us live our discipleship through practicing personal presence and service to God and each other. It's not easy, but doing this gives us the balance we need to continue our journey to Jerusalem as disciples of Christ. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 